If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. I have never experienced such unconditional love in such a vulnerable moment, such a scary moment than I did with Amy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have an awesome couple, John and Amy McLaughlin. That's right. So I'm a big fan of John McLaughlin. I have been ever since I was in high school. He is a fellow Hoosier like myself. <laughs> if you don't know what a Hoosier is, it is someone who was born and raised in Indiana. <laughs> so I've been following John uh, through his whole career and a big fan. We actually grew up pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. He's way cooler than I am. <laughs> and John is a Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter. He has some amazing music. We will link down below. But he has done songs with Jason Mraz, Sari Burrells. He's gone on tour with Kelly Clarkson. And I'm going to link a couple of my favorite songs down below. But we sit down with John and his wife, Amy, who now live in Nashville. Actually, we don't live too far from them as well. Yes, so we yes. have a lot of connections with them. And I really enjoyed this conversation, A, because I just feel like these are people that we would be friends with. <laughs> I hope that they consider us friends. Mm-hmm. I consider them friends and also role models, but they have two kids yes. and we cover a lot of different topics, including what it's like to raise kids and their philosophy on that. We also talk about some of John's uh, more vulnerable addictions that he has shared recently mm-hmm. publicly. And I'm grateful that he has the courage to do that. And we also have a lot of laughs. So we're excited for this episode with John and Amy. We're so thankful they took the time to join us. And John actually has his own podcast called Dadville that he does with... Dave Barnes, who is another musician, and they interview a lot of fun people. So we'll link that down below too. But before we jump into this one, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating on whatever platform. Uh, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. We know there's a lot of shows you could be listening to, but you chose to come and listen to us and we're honored for that. We'll try to make sure that this next hour of your time is well worth it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll into this one with John and Amy McLaughlin. All right, John and Amy, what a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited. 
So last time you and I talked, John was on my show, redirected. A lot's happened since then. I think that was like last year sometime, but yeah. uh, it's it's good to see you nonetheless. I do want to start off by saying uh, I haven't seen your cappuccino. You were on a roll there with making homemade cappuccinos. It looks like that simmered off a little bit. Are we oh, still drinking coffee? No. Right here, my friend. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, have you hooked him up yet? No, I actually haven't. Now you're making me feel guilty. But. John, you can't call Andrew a friend. Oh. Yeah, Andrew has Andrew has his own coffee and he hasn't sent it to you. So this is a big day though, because this is the first interview you guys have done as a couple, if I'm understanding okay. this correct. Yeah? No, no pressure. Thank you. I know. Thanks. <laughs> well, first, welcome to the well, you, you were you rehearsed. Oh man. Wait, okay, so I'm gonna start it off. Amy. Yes. I'm gonna. It's right at you. Okay. First okay. question. Here we go. Here we go. Heavy hitter. Um, we always ask, "How did you guys first meet?" I just want to know. Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. Or do you remember the day that you oh, first met? So we went to the same <laughs> high school, but we are not high school sweethearts. I am <laughs> okay. Two years older. And that was so, not my oh. high school sweethearts. That was more hers. Well, you know. <laughs> but keep going. In high school, that's a big deal. It's like two years is like. A big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I knew of his friends. I knew of him. He had an older sister, you know, so I knew of John, but we didn't run in the same circle. Yeah. And then it wasn't until we went to college, my fifth year, his junior year is when we went on our first date. And we have, that was the very, very short version. We have a very long drawn out version that yeah. we love to tell, but it's too long for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the whole podcast what does one do for a first date in anderson indiana mm. oh, glad you asked so our the school that we went to is a real small little school in anderson university and they do these things called roommate dates where like if you lived in the dorm it would be like your whole floor would go out on a roommate date and you would invite somebody for your roommate so it's like a big blind date yeah. it is yeah. really fun and so long story short, my, I had five roommates at the time and we were living in this amazing, like historic, huge house. Victorian, it was like beautiful. Yeah, uh, it was actually my piano professor's house and he went on sabbatical and we lived in it. So we were like, we should do a roommate date in this house and like have somebody come and cook and we'll dress up and we'll dance and you know in campus in our campus mail they sent invitations and the guys burned the edges of the invitations wow oh, what they went all out oh we had we had like house meetings for months about this mainly just about how to burn the edges <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went all out so that was our first date and we're the only ones that laughed you know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 
10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. From that so. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Wait, I want a hand-burned invitation in the mail to myself. I, I've never burnt anything for Sean, sadly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's probably good. <laughs> that's probably good to say that. That can get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overlook the you, – you took a fifth year in college, Amy? I did. Is there a – was that for John specifically? Yeah. I just had a feeling that, <laughs> that we were going to get together. No, yeah, I, yeah. I played soccer, and so I took very light semesters, like minimum Big fan of that. to be um, considered full-time. So That's awesome. My fifth year is when I buckled down and mm-hmm. found my husband and mm-hmm. – Student talk. So, when did you know you were going to marry each other? Ooh, that's a good question. I know. I feel like wow. I knew really early on, and it so early that it kind of freaked me out. We so really we we dated six months, and then it was like the summer, and so he went and worked at a young life camp, and I went and worked at a church, and. Pennsylvania and that summer I remember like saying this is gonna make it or break it and the whole wow. I just was like ugh, longing you know like when am I gonna see him this is torture like I just knew after that we were gonna either break up or be together yeah so I don't think there was like a moment like oh when I looked into mm-hmm. his eyes I knew at roommate date that we were gonna <laughs> what was it about John? Was it his what is his classy, messy hairstyle? Was it his boho fashion? Which <laughs> my, my, my hair used to be longer. I, I, my hair was never as long as your hair was, but yeah, I used to. Have it was too long, long. baby hair. Um, yeah. Well, I think all of the girls liked him on campus. Obviously, <clears throat> so I was very it's a real small school. I was. But I was like, I'm not going to like him. Like, please, I'm not going to. Every girl likes him. I'm not going to like him. But when you're around John, you know how funny he is and sarcastic. And he was always been so humble. But I feel like his humility and how funny he is, I'm like, that's what I want. Wow. How about that, John? How about that, man? Wait, so you guys dated? (laughs) So you guys dated for six months before you got engaged? Oh, no, no, no. No, we, okay. dated, we dated for a little over two years before awesome. we got engaged. But that's Can we... something I kind of knew, like, okay. What about the proposal story? Anything anything cool there, though? Wow, John, it's a freaking proposal. It's all cool, Sean. I mean, the whole thing is cool. We've had people propose on airplanes with foil rings. We've had people do like basically a scene out of the notebook i mean you never know we had tim have you heard tim tebow's engagement story 
don't don't even just nobody needs i mean everybody should it should just be turned into a lifetime movie i mean it's yeah. like that so now well not now that that's the stage for your proposal <laughs> yeah. story john let's you let's know, hear I, it you know it's funny we got into a huge fight on our on our engagement Oh my gosh! Kind of it, was, it was one of the biggest fights. It could could. Have been <laughs> yes. I need to hear this. No, John's so good though. At the end, so we went back to the house for the roommate date, and he like okay, all like we he reenacted yeah. all of it, and he turned. That's it, amazing. He turned yeah. it into we're gonna fight in life, and we're gonna make up, and I'm like, yes, we are gonna fight, and we are. That <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, did Tim that, Bo do that? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, so what was this fight about? If you don't mind no, me asking. why you got this? So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. So I, obviously I knew I had the ring. You know, I've been, I've been planning this for a long time. I had the ring. I knew I was going to propose to her at the house later that night. And at the time, all my roommates were going to like help they were going to like go and light all the candles and then leave and we were going to get there. So I let her plan the night. Because it was our anniversary. It was our anniversary yeah. Yeah, yeah, of dating. So I was like, that. that's a great way to like throw her off of thinking anything's going to happen. Let her plan the night. Because I figured <laughs> some, in some way, we'll I'll figure out how to get back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to down to Indianapolis. Uh, where did we go? Ritz Chris? Yeah. So we went downtown Indianapolis, went to Ruth's Chris, got a nice <laughs> dinner, and but but leading up to it, I'm like, this is I'm in college. This is my gift. We're going to the steakhouse. We've never been. John yeah. loves steak, so I'm thinking I didn't buy him a shirt. The gift is a steak. Like we're having like a right. This is it. Right. The steak dinner. Right. Yeah. So we get there, and he orders that is chini alfredo. <laughs> uh, and i don't remember exactly why i mean don't get me wrong i love fettuccine you do, alfredo you do, you do. but i don't remember why i got i don't know if i was like trying to save her money or something maybe i'm thinking we're about to be married her money's my money we need to start saving it i, yeah. I ordered fettuccine yeah. alfredo and there might there are some layers underneath there surely but that we, that we, we thought about football. that and then we recovered and then oh, that's right. we had right, another right. we had another call. oh man yeah. wow this is great right. yeah we so we recovered and then we were talking about like our relationship oh no it, you know, it's our anniversary <laughs> of reflecting. dating we're reflecting how can we be better and i forget what i was saying but i remember saying like tonight when I ordered the fettuccine Alfredo, too soon. And then it was like we were in a huge fight. I didn't talk the whole the rest of the way to the car. Didn't talk on the way home. I'm sitting like this, looking out the window, like so mad. And I'm thinking, like, do we? Are we gonna break up? <laughs> over fettuccine alfredo you're driving back to the proposal you're like should i still do this right. does she want this yeah and i'm li i'm like driving and thinking like should i text them and say hey, <laughs> you know, no, no. No, look for it we have a great story now yeah oh if it makes you feel any better we got in a huge fight today he proposed as well because he 
He was acting so weird. And oh. I had like an, a work event that he came to visit. Yeah. And so I was with like my employers and my boss. And he was being like so distant. They would try talking to him and he didn't talk back. He was like texting. And I was like, who are you texting? Who's right. so important to like whatever. We got right. in a huge fight. Okay, good. No, I, I don't know how you felt. I wasn't like over the moon excited. I was definitely like pumped up to be engaged, but I wasn't like uh, in a necessarily good mood. You would say I was just so nervous and like in my head, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is happening!" <laughs> and I feel yeah. that way kind of about the wedding too. It's like it's so yeah. charged and there's so much pressure. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it was. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like the best day of my life. Like, yeah, I don't stress. I don't know about you guys. We've talked, we talk about this a lot, but I wish so badly we could go back and redo our wedding now when you're like comfortable in your marriage and your relationship and you're like, just want to party and have fun. And you because, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like the person I was at my wedding, I didn't understand anything. Yeah. Like he's almost a stranger when you look back at it and you're like, I, I don't know. I just, we cared so much about things that didn't, you shouldn't care anything about. Right. Yeah. I, agree. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. We're going back and forth before the show. Amy, you said you're a big fan of marriage. Why? It's pretty broad, open into question, but why do you like marriage? Um, well, I think it started young. I was always boy crazy. So I was loves relationships and like, I love my girlfriends. I love what you learn about yourself and other people and friendships and all that. So I feel like marriage is just that magnified. Like, I just feel like I love, I love what it brings out in us. I feel like we both feel the same. We both love talking about marriage. We both love wanting a good marriage. I feel like we just, when we got married, everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be so hard. And it is, there are times where it's so hard, but overall I feel like we just, we love it. We've always loved it. Having kids yeah. was hard, but yeah. I feel like marriage has kind of been easy, especially in the beginning. I mean, we, we have times now where I feel like it's hard, but my parents had a great marriage. I loved watching that. And so I think, I don't know, I was, I was just excited to be a wife and to. Okay, mamas, ladies, after having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found skims. So right before I had bare, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn it's seamless flawless perfect you're going to love it if you're a fan of no underwire the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts which is the color I usually go with but they have a color for everybody whether you're pregnant postpartum nursing or none of the above and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes. 
30A all the way to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. Have kids, all of that. So I, I don't know. I think part of it's my personality and part of it, he makes marriage fun. He makes marriage good. You know, I feel like we have a great marriage because of him. And like, I don't know. I, I could go on and on about marriage, but. John, I know you're the songwriter, but I think Amy's probably more romantic than you are based off based sure. off how this, this show has gone. But you guys have been there married, what, eight, nine years? We're coming up on 15. Wait, what? I thought it was 2011 you got married. 15. 15, guys. Yeah. Wait, and That's you said awesome. It, you said it was easy starting out, but it's gotten harder. Well, so we, we oh, okay. It gets harder and harder as the day goes on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Now we're optimistic. Okay. I don't think it's harder. I think having kids, kids yeah. changes. Kids, kids I mean, changes. you guys know. Like, I mean, we were married seven years before we had kids, so it was mm-hmm. very. I don't know. You can you can do what you want. You can. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And so kids, we're snippier with each other, or mm-hmm. you know. That's the truth right mm-hmm. there. Well, we actually did a podcast on that where mm-hmm. we feel like when you have a kid, it changes who you are. Mm-hmm. It changes your purpose, how you go about everyday life, what mm-hmm. you wear, how you act, what yeah. your hobbies are. It's almost like you have to restart dating and yeah. get remarried almost. And then at the same time, become a parent. Right. It's yeah. just, it's all new dynamics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And they say, you know, you you what's that saying like through the course of a marriage you're going to be married to several different people and mm-hmm. you hope it's the same person or whatever <laughs> yeah. Just pray for that. yeah definitely, definitely true like you were saying sean when you think about your wedding day i mean that was 14 and a half years ago <laughs> i feel like we barely knew each other back then uh-huh. we know each other now um so, yeah, and I, I feel like Amy is just really, and anyone who knows Amy would say this, Amy is so good at relationships. Mm-hmm. She always has been, and she's she's just the greatest, like, listener, and I'm always amazed at how, how like, um, she can just kind of speak anyone's language a little bit and also genuinely cares about what the other person is going through and saying and will remember things and like sometimes i feel like me at my best i'm like i'm rating myself i'm like i'm being a really good listener right now <laughs> and then like and then i can't remember anything that was happening because the whole time i was just thinking about how i'm performing as a listener Maybe- that's <laughs> hilarious you even asked that <laughs> oh that has gotten harder that has gotten harder yeah Oh, that's kind of hard. Yeah. See, I, I don't know if I would say that. It, I would say it was harder in the beginning of marriage, and then it got easier. But kids, and then kids was just that same arc over again. Mm-hmm. When we had kids. It was really hard when they're younger. Now I feel like it's getting, easier. it's getting like easier. Wow. Cool. We can sleep through the night. Yeah. We don't have to worry if they're putting things in their mouth all the time. <laughs> like we can talk, and they're upstairs playing. I feel like can't believe we're in this stage of life now because yeah. it you know at the beginning it's so draining it's so 
it is the best thing, but it's so all consuming and you know, yeah. So I feel like we're and everyone says like, oh, the early elementary years are like the golden years, and we're like, mm-hmm. I think I understand what they're saying. Like, yeah. So yeah, we have a we have a one year old, so we get that. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, you guys it. are in the thick of it. You are in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's no. Fun. But it's it's hard. It's exhausting. I thought the first four months were like it's just brutal. I would do, I would do like morning workouts. The morning <laughs> workouts we did in college football were like the worst. But I would do a whole lifetime of those yeah. instead of like it's just brutal. But yeah. instead of the first four months of your kids, he's been, like, I work out for the rest of my life not to go through the and, first and, four months again. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Amy, one thing that John said when we spoke earlier that really I've thought about multiple times since is I asked him how he approaches parenting. Cause you know, your guys' lifestyle is traveling and there's a lot of kind of demands outside the home. And he said, um, the, you, you welcome the kids into your world, not you into theirs. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think how I can go deeper into it besides just that. I think, well, we we still go to the restaurants we want to go to or we won't and we'll do takeout because it's not worth it to <laughs> it's going to be awful um, right yeah i feel like we did a little bit at the beginning of like now we're gonna have a baby wise schedule you know like we're gonna like mm-hmm. at seven they go to bed every night or mm-hmm. you know so some of that changed a little bit but I would yeah. say, yeah, I feel like we want to go to Australia. We're going to take our kids mm-hmm. to see our best friends there. Like, and we would get on the plane and we would say, this is going to be the worst 24 hours of our life. Hmm. We'll <laughs> say to each other, it doesn't count. We are just going to get through it. And we are just going to, you know, I feel like we know traveling with kids can be hard, but it's really just going to be hard for a little bit. And we're going to get there. We're yeah. both kind of laid back. John is wanting to help John, you know, like he's so hands-on. He's so, I mean, having a partner like that, I feel like you can do your normal life. If you're both kind of like, I got this, you got this. Yeah. You know, did that answer? Yeah, no. Someone had told us that I feel like before who had kids. And I think we would say like, you, I mean, you can't, you can't fully do that. Like you, some you're going to change. Like if you do that to the fullest degree, it is unhealthy. So like, like you're saying, we don't do everything that we would like to do because you just can't. It's just not worth it. We're not going to be able to go to you know, like we were going to take the girls on the road mm-hmm. for a couple weeks, and we got really close, and we decided to just bail on it because we're like you know, it's either going to be the best two weeks of our life. Or the worst. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it's not worth the 50 50 gamble. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's uh, and it's super expensive. Yeah. yeah. So there have been some things that we haven't been able to do for sure, but for the most part, we try to bring them into our world. You know? yeah. Well, the reason I want to talk about it, and Amy, it sounds like it's just kind of like you're, how you guys, it's not even a second thought really, but for us, I feel like we've struggled with it just because it's like, um, should we go to the, like, we barely go to the grocery store because it's like, uh, it's just more of a hassle. Like, let's just, let's just like, you know, eat whatever we already have in the pantry. It, it, 
I've I've already experienced the flip side of what your guys' style is, which is all right, it's just in a lot of ways easier to cater to what they need and not to what is probably better for us in the long term. So well, and I, I think, admire that. I think right before you have kids, you're always taking in so much information from other people, asking them what to do and what not to do. And you always have so many people who are like, oh, your life is over. Right. Like you're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to go to your favorite restaurants. You're not going to be able to do all these things. And it's just a lifestyle choice. And I like that you guys chose that because I think it's a really encouraging thing for a lot of people to hear. And I, yeah. I, again, I'll praise John again, because he is much better than I am. Like, I am like what you're saying at the grocery store. Like, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, it stresses me out. I would rather wait to go until John's home to watch them. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, this is when they're littler. Cause they were not just the sweet little baby, like mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. the car, just looking around. They were like scream, you know, it was, I was sweating and it was stressful yeah our kids were not easy <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> and so john though i feel like you are like i'll do i will take them even now when he plays tennis he's like i'll take them with me and we can sit and watch and i'm like oh that would be i wouldn't be able to relax i wouldn't be able to fully enjoy something so he's really good at being like no i'll, I'll put them in the carrier i'll put you know the baby in there and luca in the front and we'll we'll do the grocery store. And I'm like, why would you do that? Just leave him with me. And he's like, mm-hmm. I can do it. I don't know if it's like, I can do it. And so I'm doing it. Or yeah. if it's like, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a couple things. One, I do think there's a little bit of that in me. Like I can do this. They will, I want to go play tennis. So they will come with me or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it, it could be seen as selfish. Like rather than not play tennis, I'm going to bring them with me. And they're just mm-hmm. going to go, you know, but I also think it's, it's they, our kids are easier with me when they were littler. They were, they just didn't need me as much as they needed Amy. We talk about this on Dave and my podcast. Yeah. The kids just don't like when they were around Amy, when they were smaller, they just almost couldn't help themselves. Like if Amy wasn't holding them, mm-hmm. they were freaking out. They, they don't, they're not like that with me. You know what I mean? Like if the, if it's just me and Amy's not home and not an option, they're so much easier because they're like, we don't really, I mean, we can hang with you or not. We're <laughs> more indifferent to hanging with dad. If mom's home, we need to be with mom, you know? So they're a little bit easier to manage with me, I have found. And I think uh, that's been true of a lot of other dads that I've talked to. Yeah, we, we saw some stat that it was like, kids are like, 80 or like 800 times more oh, likely yeah, yeah. to be more worse around the mom. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Cause they know we'll, we'll do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. How did your guys' dynamic change within your marriage before you had kids and then after? thought we were both laid back and I feel like John's not as laid back as I thought he was. <laughs> Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. 
But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love Liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. <laughs> well, I think that like kids just bring, it just brings life to a new level of intensity. So it's kind of like whatever is there. I think this is the same for a marriage. Whatever is there in that relationship, you get married, it's just going to intensify whatever's there. I kind of feel like mm-hmm. it's the same for us. And, you know, like in that, in our existing marriage, when you have kids, it's going to bring stuff to the surface. And my, I have a real kind of OCD tidiness, cleanliness thing. And it comes out in stress. So I'm like, oh, he's mad cleaning right now. He's. Thank you, Amy. Sean does the same thing. I'm like, what are you mad about? And she's obviously stressed out of it. And she's like, nothing. <laughs> Let me do the dishes. <laughs> I'm doing it before I even realize I'm doing it. Yeah, same. I am instantly just cleaning. And, I, and now I can be like, you're stressed about something. You're like, you're cleaning the underside of the cabinet. (laughs) I found, I actually found myself the other day. I was sitting like on the floor next to our kitchen Island, scrubbing the cabinet, like doors. Yeah. And I recognized it. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, what am I stressed about? What am I? Yeah. So I was like, Sean, I think it's best if we just take some time apart and we'll cool off. There was no argument yet. It was just like we're we're gonna need some time apart. I could already tell. (laughs) So I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say like, are you upset about something, or do you? And he'll say no for a while, and then (laughs) I'll say no for like a month and a half. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we'll come yeah. back a month and a half later. And be like, oh, actually, this was actually going on. Yeah, right. So I don't. I right. didn't notice that before kids. I didn't notice the stress mm-hmm. cleaning. I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't notice that stuff. I, yeah. I'm trying to see, what else do you think that has changed? I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, our our relationship, our dynamics have kind of stayed the same. You know. But that is an example of something that is kind of like, it was always there, but it's just brought to the surface. Yeah. I like what you said about the intensity. I think that's, mm-hmm. from my experience so far, pretty true. Uh, John, I do, I am curious, on your Instagram or Facebook, you posted Dax Shepard's Day 7 uh, podcast. Yep. You said it really, you connected with it really well. And I was just curious to hear more about why that hit you like it did. Man, it was, I mean, for anyone who's listening who hasn't listened to it i mean it's kind of it's one of those things where i don't know that it will resonate with everybody but it really 
I was on the road, I was in Philadelphia, and I was just walking around the streets of Philadelphia, listening to that podcast with like tears in my eyes. It was such a honest, just amazing, uh, vulnerable, you know, confession. Um, and for me, our, the reason why I kind of resonated with that is I don't have an addiction to alcohol or anything like that, but I've, I've experienced addiction to pornography. And it's been something that, you know, I brought into our relationship 17 years ago and have been dealing with, you know, years and years and years before that. And we re reached a point, this would have been four and a half years ago now, where I kind of had that moment that Dax had the other day with Amy. And so I think that's why I, I, it hit me so hard because that I have never experienced such unconditional love in such an, in, like such a vulnerable moment, such a scary moment. And then mm -hmm. I met with Amy that day in April, 2016 and so it was cool to hear him confessing that and 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 I, you know like for me i'm like i i hope he receives the love that i received you know so you're saying that unconditional love you felt from amy yeah wow i got chills it is like amy i would love to hear yeah how how you were motivated from that but people i feel like like self improvement is such a buzzword or like industry now. And yeah. I always say nothing will make you better or more refined than marriage. Like every day you have to wake up and deal with the problems, but you also, you, cause like you're confronted with the same, Oh, Andrew didn't close the cabinets. Andrew didn't close the cabinets. Like how, how is Sean going to deal with that? And so you, you evolve, you've learned how to approach that issue, but then you also get the affirmation of the person who knows you the best of mm -hmm. anybody on the planet. And so there's something really, really amazing about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I think, too, there's something really cool in relationships, in marriage, just like the deeper relationship of society likes to tell us that people can't change. And I think that's wrong because right. you change and evolve every single day as a spouse right. and you're challenged every day by your spouse to be better. Right. So I think, I think it's cool to hear stories. We've heard a ton of stories over the past year from other couples of th like just that, just the affirmation of spouses to, to be better and to challenge each other to change and work on things and work through things. And I think that's just, it's inspiring. How did you approach that though, Amy? Well, I, th I think, you know, we kind of <laughs> talked about it in our whole relationship. And so mm -hmm. I think, you know, as a woman, maybe you just don't know at first until you, you know, like 
to walk through that or just know about. I think so for the first 10 years or 12 years, I think we talked about it and I'm trying to understand guys and girls are different and what does it look like to be a man and, you know, like all of that stuff that, mm-hmm. and again, that I love learning about and mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, I think I get it. I think. Um, but it's a subject that is so taboo, not talked about. Mm-hmm. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. And so, but I feel like I thought we were having a good, healthy, you know, conversation about, it. and I think that moment in April, I think before I would get real mad, like, and then I feel so like silly and, you know, at the beginning, like you cheated on me, you, you know, I had those feelings. And as the years have gone by, I'm like, I, I feel that zero. And I more feel like th- this is something that John is shameful of. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do this I more come out of like empathy and compassion and I don't feel so like oh this is about me and you know like I'm, I'm trying to look at it as like I'm so mm. proud of them for telling me I'm so proud of mm-hmm. them for bringing it to the light because I feel like when it's in the dark that's when it gets icky and gross and um so I feel like and again John's the best husband in the world he like so when he's so upset about himself i'm like please we all have things we all you know have things that we're shameful of and that i could be better and you accept me for who i am and i think my biggest thing in all of this and marriage is like and it might not be the same for you but for us i'm like i just want it to be in the light so it doesn't mm-hmm. get dark and mm-hmm. i love you no matter what you have such a good heart you are telling me i mean there's never a time where i'm like finding something he you know, he comes to me and he says, Hey, I got to tell you something. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of this is what happened. And I'm like, I'm so thankful. Mm. I'm thankful I have a husband who wants to be better for himself and for our marriage. And, you know, so I feel, I hope that I've just come at it as like, great. This is something that you've dealt with your whole life. I'm watching you. I feel bad that this is such a shameful thing you have to talk about. I think no less of you. I love you. I love your heart. You're so, you're all the good things. And this is just something you're getting caught up on, you know? Wow. That's a lot. Sorry. No, that's amazing. No, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Like, I I hope a lot of people can hear that and just know, like, that is truly marriage. Yeah, it is. And we we talk about this so much on here of people... The, the world is trying to paint marriage as like, oh, you said this, you said this one thing and oh, our marriage is over. It's not going to work. We're leaving. And I think hearing these stories from people of like working through conflict and problems is beautiful. Like that's what it should be because right. you learn to love someone so much more as soon as you work through it, you which do. is so cool. You do. You do. But a yeah. big component of that is it took you 10 years, Amy, to switch your approach, mm-hmm. it sounded like, right? Kind of. like I think it was before that. Okay, okay, okay. It, was, it was a gradual mm-hmm. evolution, but it wasn't like this was the topic of conversation day in and day out. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you have yeah. other people who go through it, you kind of talk about it and when it, you know, it's brought up. But yeah. he's he remembers before we started dating or something, I had made a comment that 
I would never want to marry someone who struggled with pornography. I don't remember mm-hmm. saying that. I believe I said that. Again, I went to a small Christian school. That is what, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't married to a guy. I didn't know anything. So I said something so stupid and insensitive mm-hmm. way back then that I think John's guard then went like, she can never know this. Mm-hmm. When really, you know, again, the beauty of marriage is the longer you're together, the more like those layers come off and, you know, and I mm-hmm. love the layers. I am like, I just want it to be real and deep. I want all that. I want it to be like, mm-hmm. which goes back to what we were saying. Same with us and me personally. I want to go back to the day we got married and be like, yeah. you know, nothing like, right. Uh, right. we've actually, we've gone. It's, we went to a friend's wedding a while, like a few months ago and kind of left. And we were just giggling to ourselves like, Oh, this is so cute. Like, I wish they just knew like how much they'll actually love each other years right. down the road. Yeah. And, and I love that. going to weddings. Oh, I yeah. feel like weddings are almost more for the couples like us. Yes. And sitting in the congregation than they are. Uh-huh. Like we love going to weddings and just kind it's, of renewing the whole thing. It's so fun. So cool. So you guys, we were talking about kids. You have two kids. Uh, Luca and Liv, yep. and you recently, John, have started a, a podcast with your friend Dave Barnes, who you mentioned before. Uh, why? What was the inspiration behind Dadville? So, so, so Dave and I have been friends for almost twenty years now. It's been a long time, and we we live right across the street from them. They have three kids. We have two kids. We just almost like coexist together so it's like Dave one day was just like hey do you want to I'm thinking about doing a podcast called Dadville do you want to do it with me and I was like yeah I mean that would it's kind of like just our conversations that we already have let's just record them you know and it's been awesome I've absolutely loved it that's great you also have um you did a cooking series on your Facebook page (laughs) with your girls so this is Sean and I get asked this all the time of like, Hey, how do you feel about putting your kids on social media? Yeah. How yeah. do you, how do you guys approach that? You know, I don't, if I could go back before I posted a single picture of Luca, I don't know. It's interesting to think about cause I don't know if I, I feel like we had Luca and I was just so excited. I didn't, I just yeah. had to tell the world and I don't, you know, I don't know if, um, I don't know how I feel about it. Right. You know, we have a, we have friends who don't post pictures of their kids. Um, and we have friends or obviously like I post cooking shows with my kids all the time, you know? So, right. um, we don't know if we're doing it right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know? <laughs> so we have a one-year-old, you guys have, uh, not nine and five. So you guys are a couple steps ahead of us. Has there been any effect of social media, your social media in their lives? I'm just curious so I can learn from those who've gone before me. No, I mean, the only thing is they, you know, they know that like Liv will get recognized from people. Like people know it's Liv from the cooking show and it's mainly Mm. Liv and I. Because we would do it when Luca was at school, and 
So sometimes when we're out, somebody will say something to Livy about the cooking show, and Luca's like, "Why well, would be on the cooking uh, show?" Worry about like is she feeling left out from that? And jealousy. They don't really know what Instagram is. They don't know any yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. They, they know what kids YouTube is, and they know you know, but they right. don't mm-hmm. know like any sort of. Did someone like the picture that we were on? They don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I don't want them to have social media ever. Obviously, watching this social dilemma, we're like, nope. yeah, we're like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> we almost threw our phones out the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're like, uh, high school um, or college? You're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like med school, I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting is scary. Um, is scary. You guys uh, have wait, La- Dadville <laughs> podcast. You've gotten to talk to some awesome guests drew holcomb was one of our favorite uh he shared some unbelievable wisdom him mm-hmm. and ellie uh talked to him talked to ted danson you've uh-huh. talked to um andy Grammer. who who's been your well this isn't a fair question but who would for new listeners checking out your show where would you direct them what episode i know it's tough so you hard. said to emily like yeah, so we just had a friend who who asked this question. She hadn't listened to any of them. I mean, all the interviews have been great. Um, but there there's one that we did with um, with a like a professional like counselor um, and, and children, you know, like yeah, child psychology or something. Stephen James, and that one was. I think I've got more comments about that episode than mm-hmm. any any other one because it was just you know it's 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 like an expert on the podcast talking about constructive helpful things as a parent um, mm-hmm. yeah parent that were that were really really interesting um, and I don't know it's too hard to say I mean yeah. all the guests were were awesome Andy Grammer is like he's like one of my favorite human beings on the planet he's like the most joyful person i've ever met wow so that was a great conversation that's a good compliment yeah yeah okay so i have a couple questions for you guys we ask every couple fun little activity you have to choose who goes first without knowing the questions john We're going to have to do a compilation one of these days of just little clips of who chooses because it's always funny how people do it. Um, Okay, John, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to Amy? You know what I'm going to say. Oh, there are many. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think of your most. I would probably say Amy is, is not... Watch how you say it. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy is so beautiful. She has a hard time pushing in the drawers. Mm. It's because of her beauty. <laughs> yeah. So. That's <laughs> how you said that is perfect. Um, That's freaking hilarious. Amy, what is your biggest <laughs> pet peeve with John? Uh, I want to hear so much about the door being pushed in. This is our marriage right here. Put it in a compliment, though. You didn't really do that. Because you're so <laughs> handsome. You care so much about those. 
but I feel like sometimes his OCD and I'm not taking it away. I, I'm not the best at shutting doors, but I think I get annoyed that he is, that he cares about that stuff. Preach, Amy. That is literally our John marriage and Sean right here. are very similar. Amy and I, very yeah. similar. I'm just like, Andrew, can you just like maybe shut a cabinet door? It like doesn't take any effort. So just you're saying like, you've right. been married 11 more years than us, and this issue still is issue. not going away. <laughs> just buckle okay. up, guys. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So you'll still be keeping the cabinet doors open in 11 years. Uh, awesome. So um, Amy, you have to go first this time. Okay. okay. What is the thing you love the most about John? Oh, gosh. There's to be so fair, you've shared a lot already. Yeah, you have. I so. love him so much. He's so great. The most, the most. I think he is just so good at making me feel like I'm the best person. You know, he's so good mm. at complimenting me. He's so good about doing things for me. You know, I feel like. I truly feel like I'm the luckiest that I get to have him, you know. It's like I had no idea back then that, oh, yeah, everyone thinks he's good looking. But it's like, no, 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 no. He's not just good looking. He's like truly selfless, truly funny, truly everything, you know, besides the OCD thing. Like, <laughs> I don't I, I'm sorry. I don't think I answered it just that. But I feel like no. that makes him I think he wants to be a good husband. And so, like, I always say, like, find someone who wants to be a good husband, like, who wants that. Because I don't think every guy wants that. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think some people, and women, I think yeah. people just get married to get married. I think John wants to, to be a good husband. And I still feel that 11, 15 years after. I don't want to say 11. <laughs> That's a pretty good compliment. It's a great compliment. Okay, John, what do you love the most about Amy? This is impossible. <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is the most and this is one of those questions where of course for the rest of the day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking of other things that I could have said but I just think Amy Amy has a um, Amy has like a selfless like the, her version of love is so selfless and I don't think everyone's version is that way you know I think that her, I mean, she said earlier, we have a great marriage and she attributes a lot of that to me. I feel the exact same way toward her. Like, I feel like whenever people are talking about marriage being hard or, and marriage can be hard. I don't mean to, you know, discount that, but I always think being married to Amy is so easy. I feel like she, she is, she shows me how much she loves me in such a selfless way so and also nine thousand other things i love that wow thanks guys now i feel warm and cozy inside (laughs) well we're thankful to uh get to know you both thank you for doing your first couples interview yeah a couple things thank you i loved it it's uh, so I and I love that you guys have this. I truly, know. it's it's really Thank great you. conversations that you guys are having. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. I'm glad it exists. Me too. We and appreciate I, that. And I want to interview you guys to know all these things about you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The conversation very lopsided. Yeah. Well, listen, yes. I didn't know John played tennis like he does. Do you play Pong as well, John? If by Pong you mean ping pong? Pong. Uh, he takes it seriously. Yeah, so yeah, he calls yeah. it Pong. Like, think, I'm trying to, I, just trying to think of all the other pongs, and I realize there are some. But go, do you uh, ping pong? I I'm a I'm a less than average ping pong player. Okay. Amy, Amy can school me at ping pong. So. Well, then maybe maybe we have you over for some couples ping pong. Yeah. There we go. There we go. And cappuccinos. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking. Anyway, thanks for the time, guys. This is fun. Thank thanks, you, guys. guys. Thanks, Bye. guys.